Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 58 of On the Flank. I have one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, today technology doesn't seem to like us very much, um, but we'll get through it. We'll try our hardest, and uh, hopefully we can uh, record a full podcast episode despite your Wi-Fi issues, my microphone issues. Everyone's working against us. They want us to fail. It's true. But but we won't fail because we've got an off-season episode of On the Flank here to record, starting off with The Gauntlet, which finished a couple days after we recorded our last episode. Joe, did you end up catching any of the the uh, final I was about to say episodes for some reason, like it's a TV show. The final games. <laughs> uh, I saw some highlights of it. Yeah, it's um, it's just they didn't have um, they weren't like as diligent about preparing the vods the way they do for Overwatch League, so it's kind of hard to find. Like I wanted to watch the finals, but for a while there uh, there probably is one up now, but um, there wasn't like a, a clear finals vod to watch, but. Uh, it seemed just as exciting as, as the first uh, three or four days, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely exciting. Um, runaway, getting uh, losing to Alma Mystic, and then getting four owed by Atlanta Academy. They looked, uh, they didn't look too well out there. Um, after after we recorded the podcast, we put a jinx on them or something. After the three owed Gen G, Talent Esports got close to upsetting Gen G. Uh, lost in a very close five mapper, um, and then Jinji proceeded to just get swept by Atlanta Academy. Uh, but if you didn't know, Element Mystic won it all, looking very good in this meta. Um, yeah, but yeah, overall this was a a very very fun event, and I'm glad it's happening again next year. Um, probably not in South Korea again, right? It'll probably they'll probably go to a different region this time. Uh, that would make sense, yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess, I mean, the majority of this tournament was NA and Korean teams, so maybe maybe next they go to NA, which everything's in NA already. Or maybe you just go to Europe and have all these teams that are non-European go there, and you just have the one European team for everyone to root for that loses in the first round. Right, Joe? Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, yeah. uh, that's what we're going to come up and see, I guess. Yeah, we will. Um, and then we got two weeks till Overwatch World Cup at BlizzCon, uh, which is what we're going to be, the events we're going to be talking about next on this podcast. We'll probably get some get some uh, predictions in there, some previews. Um, so do we know... Do we know the format fully yet, Joe, or is it still yet to be revealed? I was just checking that uh, earlier this morning, and yeah, I don't think we've had any official announcement at all. There's going to be some. Um, there's going to be some online portion. We know that for sure uh, before the first and second when the actual tournament is. Um, but yeah, we don't really know what form that's going to take or um, who's eligible. And I guess technically every country is eligible, but. Um, yeah, we don't know what it's going to look like, or, or when, or why, or how. Um, so yeah, and we're we're in theory like only a week or less um, from it. Yeah, and we have no clue what is going to be happening. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, it's so if you go to the Liquipedia page for it, it's literally it just says four, 42 teams in a to be determined format. Um, format to be determined all over this page, and it's just a list of the teams and all the players on the teams. Um, yeah, they literally there's just no information. It does say this is offline though, Joe. The preliminaries are apparently happening in the Anaheim Convention Center offline. Oh. Is what I it didn't says, realize that. According to Liquipedia. Yeah. Um huh. well, so, so then it makes so then it makes you wonder that uh yeah, because yeah, no, in fact I didn't realize that because I assumed that um they would be online, which but but if they're offline that makes the fundraising and stuff the teams are doing even more important then. Yeah. Because if makes they can't sense. they can't compete at all if they're not there. That makes complete crazy. sense. Um and if it's the way that it's been in the past um, these players aren't getting paid anything to be at the World Cup. Basically, um, I remember yeah. I, I remember that being a big issue in the past. Is prize money was like distributed evenly, um, throughout all the players, no matter where you placed. Basically, and all this, there was all this controversy about it. Basically, um, and it was crazy because all I mean it was. It's the World Cup, so you have all these people from all over the world traveling to Anaheim, um, and that's that costs a lot of money to do if you're not in America. Um, but it still costs a lot of money to do if you're in America too. So, yeah, uh, it's it's good that all these teams have been getting fundraising to to come here um, from from the people who want to see them here. So, it's true. Yeah, and of course we've had. Um on the bottom of that page, I don't, I don't have it pulled up immediately, but on the bottom of that page, I've got a list of teams that have dropped out too because uh, they weren't able to fundraise. Oh, yeah, interesting. Um, Ro- yeah, Romania, Argentina, Egypt, Israel, Switzerland, Bulgaria, Greece, and Malaysia. Interesting. Um, I don't think any of them have ever been too competitive. Maybe Switzerland. Um, yeah, that was the one I noticed as well. Yeah, that's so. A lot of people couldn't couldn't raise funding. I mean, makes sense. It costs a lot to travel internationally. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that that's coming up. Me and Joe will be talking about that probably on the next show. I'm guessing they'll have something for us. One would think, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, uh, that that's got that's got to be coming up pretty quickly. Yeah, um, but of course, if you didn't know, I think we've talked about this before, there are five teams that have already uh, qualified for the main event, and that's U.S., France, China, Canada, and South Korea. Um, so the the preliminaries are all those teams um, competing like a week before BlizzCon to decide who the last five teams are going to be. Um and I think they do a group stage and then playoffs. Yeah, the group stage is like that Friday the first, um, which they and they said with some simultaneous matches too, so it won't all be like staggered out. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's like a two day event, according to Wikipedia. It'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's not uh, protest, protested to death. Which I feel like it probably will be. <laughs> yeah, so that's a great segment into uh, the next thing we have to talk about. Um, which Blizzard responded to all the Hong Kong stuff. And uh, 
yeah, I mean, I we'll see what happens at BlizzCon because uh, it's uh, it's gonna be crazy. But yeah, it's a it's a if you haven't seen the response yet, it's uh, just on Blizzard.com and in their news section. Um, just just a little response from uh, the president of Blizzard Entertainment, J. Allen Brack. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, I've, I've, I haven't read it. I think it came out pretty close to when we recorded the last episode, but yeah, the short version is, um, uh, that I believe they, they, they decided to give, um, uh, Bliss John back his money and reduced, um, the band to six months instead of a year. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Getting back his money, reduced spend to six months instead of a year, um, and that's the, uh, the, the, the you know the the official results of it. I obviously didn't um, um, say anything explicitly about China. Um, I, I feel I feel like this was news. Like I said, or like we said, it's been a bit um, since this came out. But I think it was news at the time when this came out that. Um, the yeah, he was saying it wasn't specifically about China, but we just really wanted to keep the content of the stream related to, like the actual tournament was was sort of the official response, um, which people were not thrilled about, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just not uh, not addressing that at all, you know. Um, we also mentioned the the team from American University in Hearthstone Tespa that did their protests. We mentioned them last week. Um, and that they hadn't received any kind of punishment from Blizzard um, since our last show. This isn't even on the rundown, but since our last show, they were indeed also banned for six months. Um, and so that was actually sort of satisfactorily <laughs> tweeted by the or by one of the players, I think, or something. Like posted the emails, like, "Oh, good, finally we." Because <laughs> their issue was just like you know fairness and making sure that the punishment was the same. So yeah, exactly. They're like, why? Why does Blitz, Blitzchung get punished more than us? We're doing the same thing as him. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so they have also been banned for six months now. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so they also, in the casters, their casters, uh, of course, are getting a suspension too. Who, who asked him the question that brought this whole thing on? I guess. So they're they are also banning the casters for six for six months. So um, yeah, this is uh, so uh, yeah. The whole thing is basically just a PR statement saying, "Hey, the we don't want we want people to talk about Hearthstone in our Hearthstone stream, I guess, and not other things happening in the world." Um, and they they're just avoiding it. I I agree. It's. It's rough. I don't know. I they definitely should just bring up trying to bring up what this whole thing's about because, but I think they're just gonna avoid. They're just gonna avoid it like the plague at this point, Joe. They're just never gonna talk about it, never bring it up again, and try. I hope that people forget about it, but I don't think people are gonna forget about it. Yeah, they're just. It's, yeah, well, and. Yeah, of course, the other thing people would talk about is, you know, oh, the timing is just great. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, because it was so close to BlizzCon. We're we're two weekends away now. So, oh yeah, yeah that's that's not going away. I don't think people ain't forgetting in two weeks here. Um, especially everyone's just got a pretty strong hatred for them right now on the internet. Um, yeah, it's, it's I think Slasher tweeted like that it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't type situation. Where if if Blizzard like starts responding to anything or trying to fix it, everyone's still just going to be pissed at them because they're like, "Oh, you should have fixed this a while ago" or whatever, or "Oh, you're you're too late." Um. So it, Blizzard's just, just in a they put themselves in this situation basically, and I agree with what he's saying. That's they're just in a hole now, and kind of sucks for them. Um. But it's they true. deserve. They kind of deserve it for, <laughs> for this one. Um, just immediately silencing this dude, and I mean, at least they're giving him his prize money back, which is, I think, the best redaction to to his punishment is giving him the money back. Um, so, still sucks. He can't play for six months. Anything else to say about the controversy? Um, not specifically that, I don't think. Obviously, we'll we'll cover BlizzCon in great detail when that comes around. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, I'm excited to see what happens, Joe. Um, I know you're actually in California. Are you are you going to go to BlizzCon? No, I wasn't able to get a ticket. Um, they're hard to come by. Uh, my friend from Echo Fox actually did get a ticket. Uh, because he was at work one day when they when someone at work was like, "Hey, I have an extra ticket. Does anyone want to buy it for me?" But that was a day that I had off, um, so I feel if I were there, I would have jumped on it. Um, so yeah, missing out, missing out on that, unfortunately. But just bad luck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I wish I was going, but I guess I will be in my home watching the World Cup and seeing if any controversy will be happening. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a noble venture. Exactly. Um, I, I want to, I want to, uh, protest from a, from a distance, from afar over here. All right. Yeah. You'll, you'll be a, a couch or armchair activist. Is that the phrase? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Activist. I am. <laughs> uh, yes. But yeah, have you, so Joe, did you see anything about the new, uh, this is not the rundown either, but have you seen anything about the new um, Riot Games first person shooter? Uh, I saw the, I saw the video of uh, the trailer that they posted. I didn't even bother to turn on the audio, <laughs> but, um, but it, it looked interesting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess that is kind of related to Overwatch because it's going to be competing with Overwatch and a bunch of Overwatch pro players tweeted about it. And I think a bunch of them have been called in to test out this game. And a lot of them uh, are speaking high praises of it. But it, it, I wonder how that uh, interacts with like uh, their contracts. Yeah. <laughs> if, if a rival game developer once wants to uh to hire you to test their game <laughs> yeah huh. I don't know. that's interesting but yeah they everyone's super excited about it it looks like a mixture of overwatch and counter-strike um that's what i keep hearing hearing it described as yeah 
because it's it's everything about it is very Counter Strike like, uh, but it's Counter Strike with with like heroes based like with different heroes with different abilities. So it's like if Counter Strike had Overwatch heroes in the game, basically. Um, so it should be interesting. Uh, I completely forgot about Rainbow Six Siege, and everyone was like, "Oh, by the way, this is this is Rainbow Six Siege." Did everyone forget that 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 game is basically Overwatch mixed with Counter Strike already? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true." Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. I feel like the um, it's at least a little bit um, like Rainbow Six is like a little bit sort of grittier than it looks like this riot one's going to be oh yeah riot riot's not about gritty riot has the same art style <laughs> for every i mean well now they they one had one game and now they have like five or something after one day um and all of them have the same art style it's all like a colorful inch, cartoony palette that all of them have um yeah it's it's right it's a riot game signature i guess um, but yeah, lots new. If you haven't seen all that Riot stuff, they're basically just going all. They're like, well, we want a card game, we want a first-person shooter, we want a fighting game, we want to, we want to dominate every esport except battle royale. Uh, so they they're going all in. Um, but yeah, that should be interesting because a lot of it seems like a lot of Overwatch pros are 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 fiending for some competition here uh, for Overwatch. So so uh maybe the Overwatch developers get a little bit more fast paced. Yeah. It's it, it has certainly not been uh not been that recently. <laughs> it's been very slow paced. Um very slow paced. Uh which is the exact opposite of Riot Games who Riot Games legit just has a patch every 2 weeks for League of Legends and makes sure the game is fresh all the time. Um, which Blizzard? How so? How many patches do you think there have been this year, Joe, for Overwatch? Like, it's uh, definitely single digits. I feel like. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna just rough guess six, but I have no idea. And that, that's that's probably a little bit low. And there, but. yeah, there have been some patches that were are legit, just like bug fixes. I feel like, like, I wonder how many patches just had legitimate. Just legitimate changes to to the heroes, but yeah, it's probably barely. I mean, you're the patch man, so I feel like you've got a great memory of all of them. Yeah, well, here let me. 2019 patches. Ah, uh, there's actually been several, uh, but this includes like instant patches immediately afterwards. Mm. So PTR PTR cycles. How about that? Okay. There have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine PTR cycles this year. Okay. So it was single digits. I was right. Well, I mean, um, in fact, this doesn't include Halloween. So Halloween makes 10. Okay. So now I'm wrong. That is double digits. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, there's got to be riot riots every two weeks. So that's. <laughs> That's an insane amount of of patches that they've got over there. I mean, I think it's maybe a bit too much for me to keep up with as a viewer at that point. So maybe maybe Blizzard goes somewhere in the middle of where they are right now and where Riot is. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and um, yeah, the other thing about um, 
patch changes and stuff is that they've got now a little bit more freedom almost with the quote-unquote more flexible uh, Overwatch League Season 3 schedule too. They'll, like, if they don't have stages to work around, that they might they might end up feeling uh, more free to um, to patch as they will, you know. Yeah, um, and they'll have to. That's how I mean. That's how LCS works. They basically just throw in a patch in a new week in the middle of the season. So, but yeah, and that's what they'll have to do here because there's no stage to separate it um, unless they do one patch for the first half of the season and one patch for the second half but that's that ain't enough changes in my opinion it's true that would be very disappointing (laughs) oh yeah uh it definitely would be um and knowing knowing from this past season of course the the mvp would be from the first half patch once again and then someone else would be dominating towards the end of the season and wouldn't even be nominated um, but knowing the you cut out. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was saying knowing the knowing last season MVP last season's MVP race. Uh, of course, the MVP will be based off the first patch, not the second one. <laughs> yeah, not the second half of the season. That would be also unfortunate. Yeah, I I, I hope they've learned from from the MVP. <laughs> race i mean sinatra was worthy of it was probably the only candidate worthy of it because he was great in both stages but everyone else like super was riding the bench like everyone else was just not just started not doing well the second half of the season once goats was gone so yeah no, i'm with you there uh but yeah we got a lot of so we got a lot of free free agency type news here, but um, all of it is leaving. Everyone everyone's leaving, Joe, except a couple a couple people are joining as head coach. Um, one that I'm so happy about that we'll get to. But uh, let's start with uh, Guido and Sleepy have left Washington. Um, so Washington Washington is. Uh, beginning to fall apart a little more bit by bit here. Uh, if you haven't been listening, uh, Wizard Hyung left first. Janice left. I mean, everyone's just leaving Washington at this point, despite their great last stage. Now, now Sleepy and Guido are gone. Um, I, I guess they're just going to start rebuilding uh, around Corey, probably. Right, Joe? I mean, he was... He was the star, basically. I think so, and um, and didn't we say Stratus? I think too is is still around. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, not a hundred percent on that, but I think he is. Oh but yeah. They, when she brought in, uh, uh, when she brought in John Galt, uh, maybe that's uh, sort of a coaching decision on his part. I don't know, but yeah, and just decided not to renew some of the. Uh yeah, free agency contracts and stuff that they've got. Yeah. Um so yeah, their team, they've got five players right now on their active roster. Corey Stratus, Ark, and then Ellie Vote and uh Lulsish, which uh they added yeah. mid season last year. Um the Swedish duo they added mid season. Uh both a tank. Both tanks. The tank duo. Uh so yeah, I mean 
Corey Corey was the main was the main dude everyone was super impressed with there at the end of the season. So they don't lose him, but um, they've lost a lot of their pieces, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I I expect a lot of news to come out of the Washington Justice camp this off season. Um, they also I think Ballin Ballin. Um, the GM was also former LA gladiators. So they're just pulling in a bunch of LA gladiators people here. It's true. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, next yak pung has left Toronto. Um, I don't think that big, I mean, Toronto stunk. So none, none of their players are like that. They've still got Logics, Mangachu, Ivy, uh, Rokai, and a two-way, and Neko. Yeah. I mean, I guess just the notable part just being how uh, consistently he was played, I guess, for Toronto. But, you know, trying something else. There's something to be said for that Mm -hmm. as far as that goes. They have no tanks at all anymore um, as gods and... Um, Sherrick word or dropped as well. So zero tanks on this roster, three DPS and two support. Lots of news going to come out of Toronto Defiant camp as well. So um, be on the lookout for that. I can't wait till we get some uh, some some big news. Mecco has left New, New York Excelsior, which is big news. Um, we were talking about how he is a free agent. So, do you think this this tweet from NYXL? Do you think that means Mecco's just there's no chance he's going to sign with NYXL at this point? Uh, it sounds like it. I mean, because I think it came from New York too. I want to yeah, say yeah, the, that. Uh, yeah, that um, they just weren't weren't uh, renewing uh, his contract or whatever. But yeah, that's that's probably the most well. Uh, that is one of the two most um, significant bits of news this week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think even last week I explicitly said um, something along the lines of I would be really surprised if uh, um, if New York didn't uh, keep Mecco rounded. Sure enough, that's what happened. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you gotta assume he's he's staying around in the game. I would think. Yeah. Um, to just to just because because how good he is still. Um, but but yeah, I, I was I was surprised to see that for sure. I would say Mecco at least twenty nineteen was New York Excelsior's best player by far. Um, so losing him is that just stinks. Uh, it stinks big time. Any any guesses as to where you think? he might fit well where he might be going are there any rumors for him so far uh not that i've seen specifically i mean just off tanks in general right now are pretty uh i mean number one powerful in in the meta but number two um you know important to the team and so yeah i think obviously he could be and would be a really big um contribution lots of different places i'm sure yeah um whenever whatever korean player is in the free agent market i immediately think of seoul dynasty because that's the only korean team we have and i feel like a lot of korean players are like that's that's the destination they want to be um 
tanks for them are, I mean, Michelle, um, I think he'd be better than Michelle. So I, I, I think that might be possible destination. Um, I think it'd be pretty insane if he went to London and Carpe went to London and they just like made the super team type thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see where he, we'll see where he goes. Uh, and I can't believe, I can't believe that NYXL decided not to resign this guy or maybe he just, it might've been his decision. We don't know. Um, cause, cause Becca was a full free agent, right? So it's up to him. I think so. Yeah. So it totally could have just been his decision. He said, I don't want to resign with you guys. And then New York Excelsior tweeted, Hey, he's not resigning with us, which is interesting because that doesn't happen in like sports. Um, and like in traditional sports, that doesn't like if I'm sure like in free agency, like people like Kevin Durant or something are telling the team like, Hey, I'm not going to resign with you, but the team doesn't go public with that information and say, Hey, he's not resigning with us. They kind of just keep it as keep it on the down low. So that's interesting. Um, what's next? Arhan leaves Houston. Um, yeah, Houston, Arhan gone. Uh, Arhan, he was a player. Never. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to add, you, you said Houston, Arhan, and I was going to say names you probably wouldn't have associated with each other until we just brought them up. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, he, 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 played for, he was on the roster for two seasons, Yeah, uh, but now has, now has been let go mm-hmm. uh, in theory for um, brighter pastures and all that. Yeah. I mean, he was picked up to i mean because they in the first season he was picked up because they had a tracer hole but he's not even that great of a tracer and then and then uh they added dante of course in the off season and then he then he i mean he didn't have that great of a role i mean it, on houston it's houston though and he he didn't impress necessarily joe yeah um but yeah, it's interesting. So in in the history of the Houston Outlaws, they've only ever they've only let go of four people so far, um, which is interesting for a very average team to do, uh, because they last season they got they got rid of Fact Fiction, Clockwork, and Mendo. Um, so far, only Arhan this season. So interesting. Um, and most of those are DPS players, actually. <clears throat> All right. Um, I mean, I most of those what? Most of those are DPS players. Three of them: Clockwork, Mendo, Arhan. All DPS players. All gone. Um, it's true. But I mean, the Jake Linkser and Dante is a a pretty good, a pretty fine DPS lineup. Uh, anything? I mean. As are most of the Houston Outlaws just re-signed? I can't. I'm, I'm guessing they are. I think they were because yeah, I was. Um, uh, yeah, it was like Arhan and Spree and Boink or something were their only free agents. So yeah, they were either re-signed or um, uh, they had the team option. Yeah, Arhan, Arhan, Bonnie, and Boink were the only were the only ones there. Um, 
the only free agents everyone else was under contract except Dante is on a team team option so uh, yeah uh yeah stinks for Houston <laughs> all these play- I mean it's like Houston it's like the team it's the tale of the two Texas teams who have all their players who have been failing for them on contract still because they went all in for some reason um yeah. Yeah. Maybe eventually one of them will break the curse. Maybe. Or something. Maybe. <laughs> we'll still get we'll still get a good Texas showdown every I think the I think Houston versus Dallas is happening in Dallas again this year. Um unfair. Unfair advantage. They got to switch they got to switch it to Houston. That's that's just unfair, Jeff. Can't believe they did that to him. <laughs> yeah. Um so, uh, all the competitive integrity still applies <laughs> uh but yeah we'll see if houston does anything else they don't have too much room on the roster they've got like nine players still or something uh so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens with that team they need they need some upgrades um we've got a lot of coaching news um fefe uh from paris has gone to Toronto to be their head coach. Um, yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of head coach head coach changes and news here. Head coach is a it's a big position, Joe. It is the head coach. You're you're gonna want the best player in that position here. Um, was he the head coach of Paris? Who was Fefe? Um, I feel like Kaiko was. Really? So he might have been an assistant coach. Okay, okay. Um, let's see. Former team manager, Fefe. No, he was the head coach, according to Wikipedia. Oh. Kai Kai was an assistant coach, um, which well, yeah. I guess we might as well say the Kai Kai news, too. He uh, left Paris, not for another team, though. So um, in comparison to Fefe, um, not as good of a... It was a going out party because, uh, yeah, Kai Kai, when attached to an organization, is is usually not a good sign. Um, he doesn't have a he doesn't have the best track record as far as winning goes. Um, but yeah, he's moved to Toronto Defiant, uh, which I guess is an upgrade for Toronto Defiant because Paris did better than them, but um. Yeah, it seems it seems as though I don't know. It's it's kind of an upgrade, I guess. Um, and it's interesting because I guess the most interesting part about this is obviously Paris full European roster. Um, and I don't think are there any European. Oh yeah, there are. Um, Logics Logics is the only European on Toronto. There's just one European, so maybe they're going to add a lot more Europeans. Maybe that's the direction they're going in, Joe. Um, yeah. that could be interesting. I suppose that's possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, any, I mean, anything to say about these? So, I mean, the only, they only have a st- strategic coach now over in Paris. They have no other coaches, so they got to fill out some roles. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Harsha. So Harsha from Vancouver, he has been in the league as an assistant coach for two years now. He was an assistant coach 
at Houston and then moved to Vancouver this year, which was obviously a great move. And I got second. Yeah. Um, and now are, was he, no, he was San Francisco. Sorry. He was San Francisco assistant. Co- he's been, uh, he's been with San Francisco. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was San Francisco. Yeah. He was a San, definitely got- he was a San Francisco assistant coach, then moved to Vancouver. Um, and then lost to San Francisco in the finals, which stunk. Um, and then now he's going to Houston as a head coach. Um, so I, so as far as Harsha goes, this, he's a very smart, talented, great man. I got to meet him, um, when I was here in like 2017 for my internship briefly. Um, and yeah, dude knows a lot about overwatch. Um, and now he's a head coach because of, because of his, I mean, he's, he's been assistant coaching with two of the best teams. So now, now he's, now he's going to an average team to head coach and maybe lead them to victory. Um, but yeah, how, what do you, what do you think about this, this move? Um, I mean, I, I, th- I think if I were him, I'd certainly be, you know, pretty excited. Like I said, sort of getting a chance to, to, to prove yourself, um, as a team and not only, um, uh, just a team, but also specifically Houston that, um, obviously just recently got bought and so presumably this is going to be a big sort of reset year um for them just in general but uh but yeah and then specifically if you're harsha (laughs) that you get the chance to to see how you're going to fare against all that or with all that even yeah uh i'm super interested to see how he performs as a head coach um should be should be interesting should should be interesting to see if he can uh if he can work with all these players who have clear, they've been playing together for two years now, they've all, they all know each other super well. And I think they're loved by the fans and have shown potential to be very good. So maybe, maybe they just needed to harsh show. We'll see. And then Joe, my favorite news of the week brings confidence back into me as an LA gladiators fan that, that that will retain most if not all of these players that are free agents or team options um Depay, after searching has decided to remain with the los angeles gladiators as the head coach and the gm double double time here for Depay. um i think this is a huge move even even if we don't have any news about the players sure for and all of them quite yet i think this is Huge because if Sherfor does leave, I have faith that this man who is who has who's one of the best coaches in the league can and is now a GM as well, um, can find new players to replace them uh, that are just as good. I think he's a very smart, talented man. How big is this as far as the LA Gladiators offseason goes, Joe? I, I mean, the consistency is going to be really good. I know we mentioned last week, um. This is a team that, in lots of ways, um, really had lots of really good potential this season, and then just wasn't able to quite um, sort of reach that in the in the playoffs when it when it counted. But um, not a bad team at all. Um, definitely some room, room to grow. Relatively young team too. I mean, um, bringing in people like Decay, um, in particular, new this season. Um, 
But, but yeah, the consistency I think is going to be really good for them um, as they're moving on. Excuse me, into um, into into season three, same coach, uh, lots of the same players. Hopefully, um, they're they're still going to be good. Yeah, uh, I hope so. Uh, I think they just need that one extra piece to just push them a little bit forward, get them to that top tier. They were always just second second to top. They were almost there um, and just couldn't break that barrier. So we'll see. I think this is a huge step moving forward in their offseason, whereas we thought as Gladiators fans we were going to lose Deepa, we're going to lose all these people, I think. I think I now have a lot more confidence that Depay will be able to retain some of these people that we're going to lose. Um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully keep, uh, keep the, keep the roar going here. Um, yeah. Big news for them. Halloween terror, Joe, Halloween terror has returned. Um, it has and there were correct me if i'm wrong but i I didn't see too many teases for this until it just randomly happened i feel like yeah no it was um like they tweeted the the zinyati emote and that was about it yeah in which he Um, stands he stands he does uh shocking he's not floating (laughs) that's scary um but yeah, Joe, any, so do you want to, there's a patch for this too. And you're the patch man. Is it time? There is, is it was a, uh, uh, another one of those patches. There's sort of nothing new because <laughs> it came from, uh, PTR straight to live basically. Um, uh, but yes, it's patch, uh, 1.41 came out on the 15th. So we're, um, only a few days into this Halloween event. Um, Junkie Science Revenge, or yeah, Junkie Science Revenge is back. You can play that, um, as well as um, some of the skins and stuff we've talked about. Um, new, I believe, to this event, or certainly only they've done it for a, they've only done it for a couple events. Um, is that you can have um, is it, that they have weekly challenges going on for the three week duration of the event, uh, which will go through November fourth. Um, but so it's the same sort of thing as challenges they've done in the past. If you win nine games during that week, you get prizes. And so for the first week, um, it's all themed around Junkrat's new um, Inferno skin. Uh, there's a, a player icon and a spray, and then finally the skin and nine wins. Second week is uh, Baptiste Vampire, and third week the the notable thing: uh, if you get nine wins during this last week of the Halloween Terror event. Uh, you win the Somber Demon Hunter skin, which was actually a BlizzCon exclusive uh, for like pre-ordering the virtual ticket um, at BlizzCon 2018 or something like that. Um, but now that is no longer exclusive, um, and you can you can win that skin by uh, uh, by getting nine wins in the uh, fourth week of the event or the third week of the event. So that's something. Uh, new skins, fun stuff like that. There's also, uh, notably, there's an Ash Warlock skin uh, that's, I think, Warcraft-based. Um, but her, uh, like, the sight on her gun was, like, super bright and uh, obscured a bunch of stuff, apparently. So uh, they, they had to go back and fix it so that it was less um, less distracting. But I think they've done that, or at least they will be doing that very soon. Um 
and then so here are changes we talked about things like um, an Orissa nerf, Roadhog uh, ammo buff, some Sigma changes, fun stuff like that. Mm. Um, also, the arcade now has seven cards instead of five, so you got some more options for huge buff. What you want to what you want to play, which is kind of nice. Yeah. yeah, the arcade has been buffed. Um, and there's also competitive three v three lockout elimination, uh, which ex- exists now. Mm. Um, in case you wanted to play that, uh, that season, I think they, they had a, I think they had a season last year during this event. And so there's a second season of that now. Um, and I think that's it. So again, nothing new other than, um, what we've already talked about on the last PTR patch. Fun. Um, absolute fun. Uh, also I think Overwatch is out for, for Switch now, I believe. It's true. Yeah. That is also the case. Came out on... I think the 15th also, yeah. Yeah. So if you got a Switch and uh, you want to play some Overwatch there, might as well grab it. Um, but yeah, that's fun. Halloween Terror, always a great event. Uh, glad it kind of just came out of nowhere. That War, I, I love Warlock Ash. I, that's a great skin. Um, we got a tr- I feel like it's been a while since we got a Tracer skin. We got a Tracer skin. Um it's true. Will of the Wisp, I think. Mm-hmm. Or just Wisp or something. Yeah, Will of the Wisp is what it says on the patch. Willow Wisp. Yeah, so uh, lots of fun things on there. I like that they're doing this this nine wins type thing to unlock things. That's very nice. Uh, yeah. So, so sort of cynically, I could say, well, you know, that's their excuse or that's their way of finally getting people to play or that's their way of getting people to play Junk and Science Revenge again, even though it hasn't changed for however long yep. they, they what are they working what could they possibly be working on joe it's, i'm so confused overwatch 2 that's that's their big blizzcon announcement remember? yeah yeah i guess so <laughs> i which, which we haven't explicitly talked about on this show yeah, yet but true. back in like may that was all the big thing yeah i guess so um Overwatch 2 coming. There better be something big at BlizzCon because there have been so little patches. The events have been so lackluster. Like, it's just everything has been fine. And that seems like they haven't been working on anything at all. So there better be... Overwatch 2 better be happening at BlizzCon because they're clearly working on something. Um, But yeah, this is a cool, cool event. Go play. Um... Uh, Anything else, Joe, for this? It's a short episode. We didn't have that much news. Hopefully more free agency news soon. Yeah, for sure. And then obviously BlizzCon, like we said, hopefully by the... uh, uh, Hopefully by next time we record, we'll have uh, like the World Cup format. Um, That'll be out. We can talk about that. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, You'd hope that would come out by now, but we'll see. (laughs) You would. Yeah. Um, if not, we can just talk about Overwatch 2 and our wish list that has been here forever. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's sign off, Joe, with a with a nice let's let's, nice fifty minute epi. All right, um, yeah, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you guys want to follow us on social media, my personal one is at jwgeorgeiv on Twitter. Uh, Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I N C. We have a show Twitter at on the flank show. Uh, you can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us. If you have any topics you'd like us to talk about any questions, 
you go to on-the-flank.podcast.co if you want to listen to us on your internet browser. You can also go to my personal YouTube channel, which is John George. You're going to find that on my Twitter, most likely. Uh, you go. To, you can listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Thank you guys for listening uh, and enjoy the Halloween event. <laughs>